2: Okay, we're going to try this again. Utah, Utah, too. Yeah, we We've been chatting here for about half an hour, and then you guys just missed out on it. So, you know, welcome into the second take of our Veloza podcast, Prospect's Half Hour. We are going to probably have a little longer show today just because we are going to be talking through the rosters of the Arizona Fall League. And to help me do that today, I do not have my partner in crime, Michael Gobier. Uh, but to help me out, we have Chad, our our resident uh, Palazzo Discord member, who everyone knows from from the Discord, and we have Eric Cross, who's known from many places around the internet. Um, and I thank you both guys for coming on here. You know we've we've got a a few games in for each team now. We got you know going to have a handful for each team by the end of today. And I guess what we're going to do here is just kind of go through the the Arizona fall leagues rosters, and we're going to kind of tell you some of the top prospects on each one. And then guys that we're looking forward to see play with on each roster. Um, uh, Eric, you're going to be out there this year. Uh, and uh, tell everyone, I guess, a little bit about why you're going to be out there. Tell us a little bit about first pitch Arizona for those who are not initiated in.
3: Yeah. You no, know, First pitch Arizona is a phenomenal event. Uh, from my, you know, Brendan Hershey, Ray Murphy, and, and all the great folks over at Baseball HQ. This is probably my, let's see, for Arizona, I've been, I started going in 19. Obviously, we, we missed 20. Uh, so this will be my fifth year out in in Arizona. I went to the Florida one a few times as well. And obviously, I know it's, you know, it's a time commitment. To, you know, get you know, vacation from work, you know, the money, the travel, all of that. But if, if it's something you can pull off, um it's a. I absolutely recommend it. It's a very welcoming atmosphere. Very, you know, a lot of great people. But you know, we we talk on the internet or you know here on, on podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's it's n- nice to finally you know when, when you meet those people and sort of you know, actually face to face instead of just you know through a computer or on Twitter or whatever. So and there's a lot of great events that uh, great panels and just baseball talk in general. Obviously, the fall league going on at the same time. You know, it's always around the the Fall Stars game. They have a home run derby now. Like last year's home run derby was incredibly fun. I got to bring a glove out this year. (laughs) Absolutely got to bring my 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 mitt out this year. But uh, yeah, this is the whole event. It's they they do such a great job with it. and uh, It's so fun to go out every year. It's something I, as long as I'm able to do it, you know, both you know financially and and time wise and work wise, something I'm going to try to do every year moving forward.
2: You know, I will say this year I you know, there were good guys last year to watch for that home run derby. I'm really looking forward to a few guys that are likely going to be in that home run derby this year. Cause there's some big, big boppers on the rosters as we go through them. But, um, well we're going to start with the, uh, Glendale roster, the Glendale desert dogs, which guys, if you don't know the names of these teams down there, that's one of the best parts about the Arizona fall league is the team names are just amazing. Um, but, of looking through this roster, some of your top prospects going to be Jake Eater uh, from the Chicago White Sox, Brian Mata of the Boston Red Sox, Kevin Pareda of the New York Mets and Colson Montgomery is probably the very top prospect here with the Chicago White Sox. And, you know, I guess I'll start. Um, who, who would like to chat first on, This roster and who you're looking forward to see,
3: yeah. I guess I'll lead off here. Uh, I want to see Brian Ramos because, well, out of there's a few other guys I want to see, I want to see Kevin Parada as well, Yanner Fernandez, you know, obviously Eater and Colson Montgomery. Because a lot of what the AFL is for me, or at least a chunk of it, is seeing guys I just don't have a chance to see uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the minor league season just because none of their work, you know, minor league affiliates come anywhere near me up in the Northeast here. so... Uh, and, of course, the, the White Sox are not in any of the leagues that I can get to. So Brian Ramos is probably one of the most interesting guys on this roster. Obviously, Montgomery is the big name. But Ramos, had, you know, quietly had a very good year as well. He, he's a bigger guy, 6'2", 225, very solid frame. Not not big in a bad way, just a you know, very you know, solid frame, very strong guy. It's a plus power bat. Had uh, 15 home runs this year in just 81 games. And hit 264, 358 OBP. Know, walks, you know, right around 10, a little over ten percent of the time, and he's kept the K rate under twenty five percent. That's very good to see as well. Doesn't provide a lot of speed; like he's never going to be a guy that provides more than like a handful of steals annually. But the bat is very legit, and I think he's still being slept on a bit here too. And, he, and he's still pretty young too. He was double uh, A for most of the year, and he's twenty one years old now, so uh, still pretty young. A lot of upside with that bat, so. And he's one that I got maybe he's in the home run derby. We'll see, see who they pick. But <laughs> definitely one of the more intriguing guys on this roster
2: for me. Excellent. Chad, who's who's your guy you're looking at for this?
4: For me, for me it's got to be Jake Eater. Um, mm-hmm. Part of a long and deep Miami pitching factory. Um, gets traded away mm-hmm. this year. Coming off of injury. Um was good in the middle portion before the trade really fell off. Couldn't miss a bat to save his life once traded. Um, but there are scouts I've talked to that think after Teeterman and maybe Snelling, this is the highest upside left-handed pitcher in all of minor league baseball.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're doing this on second take. So you guys are going to hear this story again, but you know, I was talking to somebody about Max Meyer when he and Eater were together in Pensacola in 21. And I, I, you know, just asked him about, you know, Meyer's stuff, what he thought. And he made the comment he said, you know, well, Meyer's all well and good, but the guy you need to know is Jake Eater off of this roster. You know, that's, that's one of the best pitchers I've seen this year. well, you know they had some very legit talent that came through that team. I was just pulling it up here again. Uh, Edward Cabrera. I don't remember if he had been if he was on the roster active at that moment or had passed through. But you know th- they've had a number of pitchers come off of that roster that year and make the majors already. Um, so that was a pretty darn good pitching staff, and he was picking out eater out of it. So it tells you where that. That ceiling was previously, uh, previous to the injury. Uh, so, but yeah, definitely a guy I'm looking forward to. The guy I I'm, I mentioned here was um, was uh, Kalia Rosario in the Twin System, and I I mentioned if he would have been on a team that didn't have uh, that didn't have Emmanuel Rodriguez, he probably would have gotten a little more notice for the year he had. Just really, really, really big power. Um, you know, Hawaii high school guy in the 2020 draft. So he has been definitely under the radar because not coming from a big baseball area. And that 2020 draft, there were a lot of kids picked that aren't turning out so great. Um, but he's, he's got some athletic ability beyond what he showed uh, this year on the base paths, I was surprised to see he only had two stolen bases this year, but powered out 27 doubles and 21 home runs uh, in high A for Cedar Rapids, and nearly doubled his walk rate this year. And you know that's an impressive thing. There's a lot of swing and miss in the game, but um, you know, I guess I'll, I'll bring back the first first take we tried on this, <laughs> Eric. You mentioned that's you know, a big swing if he can if he can hit at that two fifty level, that with the big power he has, even if he has some strikeout, if he can keep the strikeouts manageable at that two fifty rate, that's a that's an easy corner power bat.
3: Yeah, and it's kind of a similar issue to what Emmanuel Rodriguez had, where you know they're both pretty big power bats. And just had that issue of too much swing and miss in the profile, mm-hmm. uh, and part of it was being too passive. You know, it, it's great to have you know higher walk rates and all, but at the same time, if you're, you're too passive and you're getting yourself into too many two strike counts, that'll elevate your K rate higher than maybe your swing and miss issues should. You indicate that where your K rate should be. So, yeah, that's something I want to see with him. You know, a little bit better pitch selection. Because yeah, this this absolutely could be you know kind of your, your prototypical corner outfield power bat, which you know we mentioned earlier. The Twins mm-hmm. have seven thousand of these guys. They, they yeah. have a t- they have a type, and they keep going back to the well over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Uh, we'll, so we'll see how this all pans out, in the, in the long t- uh, long term here with the big picture with that that roster. But yeah, definitely a
2: lot of intrigue there with, with Rosario for
3: sure. All
2: right, so we're gonna kick into uh, Mesa. And let me pull that one up on the stage here. And I believe it's the Solar Sox, correct? Isn't that the yep. Mesa team? All right. Probably the um, most boring name out of any of the six. Yeah, I was just going to say that's, that's sadly, that's about the most, it's one of the most boring. Um, but you're probably your top prospect here is pretty easily Kevin Alcantara. Um, there's some other guys. You got uh Max Muncie had some high draft pedigree and James Triantos was kind of a top one hundred thing for a moment there. Um but Eric, you were saying that your guy on this roster is someone who might be the best prospect on this roster. Uh, yeah. even you know, as we start to get into list season at the end of the year. So
3: yeah, I I think the the top two uh, in terms of my own rankings on this roster are, are Kevin Alcantara and Zach DiCenzo from the Houston Astros, and it's funny too, even though they this organization continues to pump out good pro, good prospect after good prospect, you know, on both sides of the ball, a lot of these guys continue to get undervalued, even their bigger names now, like. Yeah, yeah, Bregman was a, was a big-name prospect. You know, Correa, before he left, was a big-name prospect. But, you know, guys like, you know, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, they weren't, like, massive names. And Zach Desenzo, I think, should be a big-name prospect. Like, I think he's a top-50 caliber prospect right now. guy that has big-time power. He's a big guy, 6'4", 220, can really drive the ball to all fields. At 18 home runs this year and 23 doubles in just 94 games between high-A and double-A hit three hundred and five, and even added twenty-two steals as well, which is, you know, it was pretty surprising given that he only had five attempts total in college in one hundred and sixty-five games, and he went twenty-two for twenty-four this year on the base pass. So maybe that's you know, I don't think he's gonna be a twenty-steal guy, but even if he can just add maybe ten steals a year to a potential, you know, twenty-five-plus power bat and, and a solid average OBP to go along with it, yeah, I think I think he's gonna be you know, if he has a, a big AFL showing. He already, he already has a home run out there this week. He's one of those guys where the, the helium could really, really start to take off you know, and ha- see his prospect stock rise considerably heading into next year.
2: Kind of reminds me a bit of another Astros guy from last year with Will Wagner, who came in with this tools and really showed out. Now, Will doesn't have anywhere near the overall ability, and that's why Will is still in the minor leagues, but you know, that type of guy that could really really show out down in the AFL and get a lot of a lot of positive reports afterwards. Yep. So So Chad, how about you? Who's your guy with the with the Mesa team?
4: So every year I look for the unknown. I look for the pitcher that there's no <laughs> real there's not a lot of tape on. Because one, you'll see how good is this pitcher because he's getting thrown into the Lions then, but also how good are these hitters because they're hitting against something they don't have any data on. Uh, Last year for me, that was Abner Uribe. who was coming off a lost season, and he's just skyrocketed since then. This year for me, it's Carter Baumler, who's come off multiple surgeries. He's under 30 pro innings, just there's really nothing to go on, other than the Orioles really like this kid, and if the Orioles really like a kid, that tends to work out.
2: Yeah, yeah. it usually and, does. Yep, <laughs> and that's you know we were saying before it, that's an organization where yeah they may they still definitely have the top uh, orga- minor league organization right now, but it's really hitter heavy. So if you can show out as a pitcher, you're going to have an opportunity to move pretty quick um, in that organization. I can't believe that they would hold you back. Uh, for me on this, my guy was Royber Salinas uh, with Oakland, and, you know, elite fastball, a very hard slider that gets a lot of swing and miss, he just has to control it. And this is a guy who uh, I will say – a couple of years back, he was a guy that folks were a little worried was going to kind of eat his way out of major or out of professional baseball. He had added a lot of weight to his frame. And I'm not saying he's a skinny guy by any means now, but he's significantly improved that overall frame compared to what he was. It's, it's better weight. Let's put it that way. You know, as, as a fellow fat guy, I can say that the weight looks a lot better on him as far as how he's moving and things like that. Um, For him, it's probably, I don't know if there's really a, a line to a starter profile anymore for Salinas, but boy, there's there's just nobody going to stop him from taking a big-time role in Oakland if he can show he can control upper 90s fastball and a upper 80s slider. He's going to be able to move pretty quick into a pretty prominent role in that bullpen in Oakland. So, you know, that's that's a guy that you definitely want to know going forward in the for fantasy community because that might be a guy who's at the back end of their bullpen by the end of the next year, if he's completely converted into the bullpen role. So,
4: and Oakland's very aggressive with that type of player
2: usually. Mm. So, all right. So our next one is the Piora. Avalinas. Is that, I think I've got saying that, right? Yep. You are. Um, So, Peoria is probably the most loaded team in the as far as elite prospects are concerned. You've got Harry Ford, you've got Kyle Mazzardo, you've got Carson Williams, you've got Chase DeLotter, um, Jacob Marzi's a big personal cheese ball of mine. Um, but Gosh, you just go up and down. And if you want to get in draft pedigree, Jacob Berry was a big time draft prospect when he came out. There's there's some very very high end, uh, both on on specifically in their lineup, but their mouth their their pitchers are sh- nothing to sneeze at either. They brought some raw talent. It may be a lot of maybe a lot of guys that are looking to work their way back from injury, but it's a lot of talent for sure. So I guess we'll start with Chad. Chad, who do you see as kind of your guy on this um, roster?
4: My guy is someone who right now is being completely overshadowed by um, a tree of guys I'm sure are going to be mentioned soon enough. Uh, but that's Chase the Lauder. Mm-hmm. This is someone who going into this year, and you thought I was crazy for this, Ben, <laughs> was someone I thought was going to send very quickly and be a big reason why the Guardians not only won their division, won the World Series. Injuries kind of derailed that plan, um, but he's in a position, especially after the year the Guardians, had, that he could just flip a switch here, have a monster AFL, and he's there is room for him right out of the gate next year.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, he's one of the more impressive athletes you watch when he gets on the field. That's for sure. And man, the, the pure power when he, from the left side, when he's, when he really connects with one, it's really fun to watch. So, so Eric, how about you? Who's, who's your guy on this, on this Peoria roster?
3: So before I say mine, uh, I just want to say about Chase DeLauder. I am insanely high on Chase DeLauder. I have <laughs> since, since the draft he was in and I'll say this right now, assuming he can stay healthy next year. Mm-hmm. And doesn't graduate by the end of the year, which I don't think he will. I think there's a pretty solid chance he's a top ten fantasy prospect by the end of next year. Like, yeah, I, guess. Uh, I, yeah. I thought he was going to be
4: number two by the end of this year. Yeah, the, the upside,
3: the upside is absolutely there. I mean, he he hit very well at the end of the season. He already has a home run out there in the AFL, So, Yeah, I, I am insanely high on on Chase Lauder and and. Peoria in general, outside of having the best roster, I think they have the best name and the best logo. It's like a pissed, <laughs> pissed off looking boar or something like that. Um, I'm definitely, I, I, I almost bought some swag. I wanted to get a hat. I'm just not a hat guy in general. So like, I'm going to get like a shirt or a hat, something, uh, some Peoria swag when I'm out there. And, and maybe some other ones. There's a lot of good logos like Surprise Segueros are pretty good as well. Uh, a, lot of good, a lot of good names and logos. But anyway. Uh, yeah, picking just, yeah. there's so many, like you mentioned there's so many good po- prospects on this. I, I have nine top 200 prospects in my, in my rankings around this mm-hmm. team, seven in the top 100, five in the top 50. Like no other team can match the, the star power here. Uh, you know, the louder obviously is one of my top guys, Graham Pauly though. He is mm-hmm. another guy like the had a really good year. He's already – he's balling out all there out there already. He already has a pair of home runs and eight RBI through the first few games here. And this is a guy that, you know, the bat is legit. You know, he, he can barrel up the ball, drive it to all fields. He went 20-20 this year to 23-22 to be exact. Uh, also had 32 doubles, and this was just 127 games. Mm-hmm. You know, good walk rate, keeps the K rate in check, solid contact skills. One of those guys that he won't wow you in any one area – but He's pretty damn good across the board, yeah. And you know, this is a guy that has moved around the diamond a little bit. He's this year. This year, he played you know mostly third, some second, a little bit of outfield as well. So I think that flexibility is going to be helpful because obviously there's not like you know a lot of huge openings on that San Diego team right now. And this is a guy that he could maybe debut second half of of 2024. I think he's he's getting fairly close. Yeah. He got to Double A this year. Probably starts back there to, in 2024, but up to Triple A quickly, but. He's a guy that he's already, like I said, already off to a really hot start. And another one that I think if he continues this and then it's really as a phenomenal AFL showing his stock is going to rise a ton before heading into next year.
2: Yeah. And I I will tell you, I, I did not see that whatsoever out of him in college watching him at Duke. I, I didn't see that kind of a player. He's really, really put in the work and he's become a legit Prospect, which you know, on this team of holy crap hitting, that says something. When people, I mean, I think there are a lot of people I've heard mention his name as someone they're eager to see, which that says so much for what he has done to improve his his stock as a player. You know, it's
3: because it's because he took he picked the wrong North Carolina college to go to. (laughs) I'm a a big UNC Tar Heel guy. He should (laughs) have went to the Tar Heels. Just saying.
1: So, so I'm yeah. supposed to
4: say no, you should have gone to NC State instead, just to uh, round I, it
3: out. Are you are you an NC State guy? No, no, I'm just oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're sure. just we're just
2: trying to get some contrarian going, you know. Uh for me, the guy you know, we mentioned this roster is a lot of a lot of hitting and then a lot of pitching you're kinda of hoping on. When he was taken in uh gosh, twenty twenty one. Out of the University of Georgia, got Ryan Webb, when he was picked by Cleveland, I said that's what a Cleveland guy looks like. That's what a guy that they're going to take, they're going to do a few things with him, and he's going to end up in the majors pitching 180 innings with a th- low three ERA, and just you're going to go, how the hell does he do it? That's the profile. Well, he's ended up having surgery, and he's coming back and working back from that this year, which is why he's in the, in the AFL is to kind of get those innings under his belt cuz I don't know if there is a frontline guy here unless the Indian or geez, Indian's you know I need to put a quarter in the jar uh the the guardians work their magic, magic with him and he ends up becoming more than what his raw stuff would label but you know he is he's a legit talent that could be that kind of back end guy that the Guardians just seem to get a little bit more out of. So, goes <coughs> me. All right.
4: So uh, before we go on, yeah. I, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, Jacob Marcy and what he's yeah. done so far. He's, just he's, and Ryan Bliss too, but Bliss is a lot more of a known quantity. Marcy just even making Pauly's numbers look tame. Like, these are numbers you you look at the end of the Mm -hmm. AFL and, oh, he must have got injured, but that's an amazing line. He's done this in, like, ten at-bats. Yeah. Yeah, Two home runs, three stolen bases,
2: two walks. Like, that's a month, not a week. And he had one of the best statistical years in the minor leagues this year all around. I mean... You know, guy put up 16 home runs and 46 steals with a 274, 413, 428 line. You know, it just kind of fits that that leadoff profile extremely well. But there's enough power there to where he's not just that one-dimensional, you know, traditional leadoff profile, but he can do that, you know, and more walks than strikeouts. The guy which, you know. There's not a whole lot of guys you see anymore coming up through the minors and getting up to A, and you can say they finish the year with more walks than strikeouts. So, but, yeah, definitely a big, big fan of Marcy on, on my side of things. All right, so let's move to the Salt River Rafters, which, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest that every now and then I think that the name is – of the town is salt and that they're, they're the river rafters, but you know, <laughs> a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. And that's on me there. So, all right, this, this club to me has some definite uh, major league balance of appeal um, with some guys that have seen the majors already, but prospects that you're probably looking for salt river. I mean, the tigers really have provided a lot of them. Wilmer Flores, Jackson, Job, uh, Jace Young, Drew Romo and Sterling Thompson from the Rockies are both on this roster and they've been top hundred guys. You know, you've got high-end draft pros or prodd geez draft background like Benny Montgomery. I mean, you you got some guys that are names here. Um Eric, who's your guy that you're looking forward to seeing off of this this roster?
3: Well, I, I hate to go to the biggest name, but it has to be Jackson Joe for, for me. Like this is a guy that is in the discussion for number one overall pitching prospect, which is a fun discussion right now. Is I don't think there's a mm-hmm. clear cut one. You know, I think there's a pretty clear cut, like top tier for me. And it's, it's a fairly, I think it's like a five or six player tier. And he's absolutely one of them. Obviously, Paul Skeens, Ricky Tiedemann, Cade Horton, I think you can uh, probably go with those four. For I'm probably forgetting somebody at this point. I know I'm not forgetting somebody, but yeah, he he's in that top uh, tier. And as I'm trying to pull up my painter, rank, and,
4: painter, painter, and hence,
3: yeah, I don't I don't have hence there personally. I think there's some obviously the upside is very exciting with hence. I saw him last year, um, but I think there's a lot of reliever yeah. risk with Tink. He's in that next tier. I absolutely tier two for me. Um, Painter. I know
4: when, it, a big name for yeah, a lot of people. He's not on my radar.
3: Yeah, he, he's tier two for me as well. Oh, Robbie Snelling. There's the. I knew there's one there more. Name. Robbie yeah. Snelling. Yeah. So for me, it's it's Skeens, Job, Tiedemann, Horton, Snelling, and that's mm-hmm. tier one for me. And you could mm-hmm. you know arrange those any which way. And I'd be totally fine mm-hmm. with it. Right. Right now, at this very second, I have Job as my number two guy. Skeens as one. That could very well change before the end of the end of the next month. But Job. He is, I think everyone talks about the upside as they should, but to look at—he only had eight walks this year. Yeah, eight. Like he yeah. had—I I forget what he, I, I had a tweet in on September twelfth that you know, he was the only. Let's see, there was only five pitching prospects since two thousand six to have a thirty three percent K rate or better and a sub two percent walk rate mm-hmm. uh, when having more than forty innings at a particular level. That is just insane. Like how polished mm-hmm. he is. Like everyone knows that the swing and miss stuff is phenomenal. He's at the big Arsenal. But the fact that he is so advanced for his age is just incredibly exciting that he's doing this already at just such a young age, 20. So you know, he's one that I'll probably hopefully have a chance to see next year in AA as Detroit is in the same league as the, my home team here in Maine. But hopefully when I'm out there for those few days, he, he's. Lines up the pitch, or if not, I'll probably see him in the, in the Fall Stars game at the very least for like, like an inning, because he is just so exciting there. And and he's to be one. I know people, you know, the, the Detroit fans were kind of kicking themselves when they passed Marcel Mayer a few years ago, but that might have been the right choice. And I'm, I love mm-hmm. Mayer, obviously, as my Red Sox. I think he's to be a great player as well. But Job looks
2: like he's to be a stud. Yep, absolutely hard hard to argue that. Chad, you, who's your The most impressive
4: thing for me no. uh, with Job is no. he's come back from an injury that so often is just completely derailing to your mechanics
1: mm-hmm.
4: and just instantly came roaring in, and it just hasn't stopped. And that just shows how ridiculously high his ceiling is. Uh, mm-hmm. Your list actually made me sad because it made me remember that two off-seasons mm-hmm. ago, uh, I trade away three of those names uh, <laughs> in my dynasty league, um, right. but for me, it's a—it's uh, got to be Ivan Melendez. Just okay. we need to see something, mm-hmm. this, something that shows he can overcome some of the strikeout issues because it wasn't a great year. For- And it's a year where there was real issues at that position in Arizona for a while. And he should have been in contention for that spot and was never even close. And it's not been a good start to the AFL for him either. I believe he's 0 for 10 already. And just the, the power is top five in the minors, I think. And I just want to, I want to be able to see it. I don't get a lot of Arizona minor league action now here on the East coast. I want to, I want to see him actually showcase that power for once.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess the guy who I am mentioning and who I had written down, uh, is Caleb Roberts, who I think a lot of folks don't know who he is. And quite frankly, I'm not 100% sure where all he might end up playing in the AFL. Um, But Roberts was a guy who was, he actually went to the right North Carolina school. (laughs) Um, He was from UNC and went to the Diamondbacks and and he put together a year that, He was really impressive at Amarillo, and I I guess, you know, 17 home runs, 11 steals out of a guy who's primarily playing catcher, but he's played around a little bit. He's played some outfield, Um, you know, They, I guess, and first base. I was just going to say I don't remember him playing as a professional anywhere else, but even in college he played some third, you know, so this is a guy who's – flexible enough to play around a little bit i really was impressed with his eye at the plate when i when i got some video view on him um just some excellent patience and then he took a couple balls the other way uh one went foul the other one landed for a a nice double he's he's a guy i'm interested to see just because he could be that kind of an offensive catching backup i don't know if he's I don't know if he's got the skills behind the plate to be a full-time catcher, but I, I don't know. He's, he's one that definitely caught my eye when I was looking through these rosters. So.
3: This is the Palazzo podcast up next after the break, Ben reveals his top 1000 Atlanta brave prospects in order.
2: Let's. I'm pulling up here. Let's get to our next squad, which is the Scottsdale Scorpions, if, I can, if I'm if i correct. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I was going to say, we only have two, two of the great names left. And I think they're, to me, two of the better team names there the Scorpions and then the Segueros. But um, so as we go through Scottsdale, this is. In my opinion, and very well could be your guys' too. To me, this is the least prospect laden roster in in the uh, AFL. I had down got you know you've got some fringe guy fringe hundred guys like DJ hers Cooper Shirpy, uh Takeo Roby. You got Robert Hassel the third if he can get anything going here. Um, and Victor Scott, who was just an elite stolen base guy this year. I mean, other than that, I guess I'm curious to hear you know what you guys have to say here. I mean, other than watching Sonny DeShario try and run around the bases, which is which is absolutely something everyone should do. Um, that what are you guys looking forward to seeing out of the Scottsdale club?
3: For me, it's Reggie Crawford. Also, <laughs> also, the names you already mentioned, Reggie Crawford, definitely intriguing. And you know, as a two way guy, he big dude, 6'4", 235. But again, like a solid, like strong two thirty five, a very very physical frame. You know, big fastball slider combination, but hasn't really you know developed the third pitch. He has a change up. It's not that good so far. Community control very inconsistent as well. And then you know, on the hitting side, like this guy that has. He's you know for obviously just like a first base DH type on the on the hitting side, but mm-hmm. legit big time power potential. So I I want to see and the guy that gets on base at a good clip too, or has a potential too, So he, he's one where I want to see kind of how he looks, and you know cause this guy obviously with the two way very intriguing, but he has like legit two way aspirations here, and it'll be fun to see how the the Giants kind of use him moving forward, how they develop mm-hmm. him moving forward. Obviously, they've had some. Some good things go through their org uh, recently, and obviously they've done a lot of good things on the pitching side at the, at the major league level as well. So, really inter- intrigued to see how he's developed over the next year or two, because there's a lot of lot of upside here. You know, if he can develop that third pitch, you know, if he can you know m- improve the contact skills, or maybe he picks one or the other and focuses on just that and really flourishes that way. So, a lot of paths here with Crawford. So, I want to see him on the AFL mm-hmm. a lot.
4: And, and okay. he fell into the perfect organization because it, it really feels like the Giants are one of the few that are determined and dedicated to support the two-way aspirations. We yeah. saw they picked up another one this year in Bryce Eldridge who in pre-drive yep. talk, everyone was yep. saying he's not going to get the chance to be a two-way player. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, um, it's got to be DJ hers um, okay. I mentioned to Eric on Twitter, actually, when he tweeted out about uh, hers stat line from the other night, that it was so nice to just see people talking about him. Because it's never really been an issue of talent. He's had some up and down. He's a solid, you know, probably mid-rotation guy. There's some upside. But he just got completely forgotten about after a while. You know, Kate Horn was the shiny new toy. Ben Brown kind of blew up. And,
2: you know, I, I watched uh, an interview with uh, Alexander Canario, and they were asking him, and this was mid-season. It was a, a minor league interview. They're asking him. <clears throat> So who's the one guy on your own team that you're glad you don't have to face? And mind you, this is when Kate Horton had gotten up to that club. They had a very solid amount of, you know, he had been around Ben Brown. You know, he'd seen he'd seen some of those. He's like, I don't want to face DJ. Okay, <laughs> you know, that that says something to you when there's, I mean, it's it's some kind of some funky delivery and it's really nice stuff overall. I, I don't know, I I've liked him for a while in the Cubs system. I thought that was a really good get for the, for the nationals.
4: I, I love the deal for him and so, God knows they need pitchers. Well, yeah.
2: Sure yeah. Do. So my guy on this is, is going to come from one of those deals that, you know, the Phillies have done a lot of things very well over the last couple of years. This deal may go down as one of the worst things they've done in the last couple of years, and that was trading for Noah Syndergaard and giving up Mickey Moniak and JDL Sanchez. And Sanchez is the guy who I'm highlighting here. He's playing; he's in the outfield for, um, for this roster. And I've really been impressed this year watching him when I could that he just he doesn't give away a single at bat, and yet he doesn't swing and miss very much either. He's a guy that gets very deep in a lot of at-bats, and I don't know that he had even a 20% strikeout rate this year. Um, ended up finishing the year with double-digit doubles, double-digit triples, double-digit home runs. You know, that's, that's not exactly something a lot of guys do. Um, yeah, still low A ball, single A ball, whatever you want to call it, but the raw talent is absolutely there. This is, I kind of want to see what he's going to be able to do against some of the pitching that's out there this year, which, you know, we know that's one of the better, it's one of the better pitching groups we've had in Arizona, maybe ever, you know, and and so for him to have a chance to face some of this pitching is going to be a good barometer as far as where he's going. So, all right. Our last but not least squad is, you know, maybe the best name out there, but the surprise Saguaros and uh, as I kind of roll that team down here, um, I mean the big name here is obviously Ricky Tiedemann, um, and there may not be the polish on of prospect status on any of the bats, but a couple of guys that really blew up this year in their outfield, Jacob Herdebusz, Herdebusz, I, I don't, you can help me with that pronunciation, but then Abimalec Ortiz is the other one that really had both of those guys had big seasons this year. Um, on the minor league level, so I guess, Chad, you want to lead us off here. What, who do you, who are you looking forward to on this roster to see?
4: So for me, the the surprise for me was how hard it was to find someone on this roster, just because it's so. It's not bad. It's just a little on the bland side. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what little I've seen of the Arizona Fall League, um, for me, it's I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Damiano Palmagiani.
3: I think you're pretty. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it's uh, yes. Palmagiani. I think you're, you're pretty close. Yeah.
4: Um, but I've just liked what it, I don't know much about him. But from the at bats I've seen, I like the bat ball skills. I like the eye showed. Um, and I'm just interested to see more and then dig back in to older footage and learn more about him.
2: Yeah, I'll be honest, that's not a guy I've got a ton on. I just, I mean, he's popped up a few times as I'm putting together stuff this year because he's had, he had some really good power numbers overall. I think 20, yeah, 23 bombs is what I pulled up here and 33 doubles. Uh, got up to triple A, I guess. I didn't even realize he was that close to the majors. So, yeah, there's good, good name to get to know, I guess, for. Someone who's had some good production, obviously a lot of swing and miss on the on the year, but you know if he can control that, there's obviously some power to that bat too. So, Eric, how about you? Who's your who's your guy on this roster? Can I cheat and I, say two? <laughs> I was I was just gonna say yeah, you know, there there
3: are two. Like obviously you know bevin La Cortez. I mean that's not one of my two, but you know, he's obviously a big time power bat guy that's risen up rankings a ton this year, but and I, I've, I've seen Tiedemann a few times. He's always, he, obviously, he's the, one of the top pitchers in the game. But the two that I'm really intrigued to see uh, that I have not seen live yet are Gavin Cross and Emiliano Teodo from Kansas City and Texas Oryx, respectively. Mm. You know, Gavin Cross, outside of having a phenomenal last name, uh, is a guy that I was very high on entering you know, this year, coming out of the draft, out of Virginia Tech. And uh, he didn't really do as much. He had, you know, He had a nice little power-speed blend, but you know, the K rate rose up and, and the contact skills went down. So I want to see if he can correct that because I was very high on him. I thought he used to be a, a nice offensive, you know, outfielder. So I want to see if he can kind of get some uh, momentum heading into next year. And then Emiliano <laughs> Teodo from Texas is one of the more electric arms, you know, in the lower levels of the minor yeah. leagues. I was at in high eighth South Atlantic League this year. And the numbers, you know, 4-5 ERA, you know, 1-4 whip. Those aren't going to jump off the page, they but – you know my co-host on Toolshed, Chris Clegg, saw him live, uh, and it was kind of raving about you know how just how fun of an arm he is. Still a bit rougher on the edges. Got him that walk rate a bit. You know, th- you know, pound the zone more. But you know, the upside is there to if that can happen and he can find some of that polish and, and pound the zone more. Uh, there's a good amount of upside there, or maybe he, he's a you know high leverage bullpen arm. We'll see. But just uh, one of those exciting arms that I'll, I'll never get to see outside of the AFL. So. Uh, definitely looking forward to hopefully hopefully at least getting an inning or two of him out there.
2: Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to go with a guy who, boy, I'm just – I want to see it happen, and that's Beckway uh, in the Royals system. And, you know, Chad and I were talking before we we hit record that he's just – he's got that stuff. It's just that you don't know if he's ever going to figure out enough of it to – Potentially move to the to be to potentially hold in the in the rotation, but man, if he moves to the bullpen with his raw stuff and he can just control it somewhat, he's going to be elite. The control absolutely left him this year. That's easily what happened, or easily the big issue that he had in his year this year. But this is a guy who you know a lot of people liked in uh, coming out of community college in the 2020 draft and he's he is he's just kind of that big power guy that you think yeah that's that's kind of what it can look like when they do everything right but when you can't locate it and you end up starting to aim your stuff you end up you know even with a heavy fastball giving up 10 home runs in 80 innings which is what he did this year you know so If he can do it, I'd love to see him, you know, they started to move him into the bullpen a little bit this year, but, man, if if he ends up becoming a bullpen arm, there's another team. You know, we talked about the A's earlier. Beckway would have a very clear path to bullpen time next year in Kansas City if he had, you know, nobody – or if he got moved into the bullpen full-time because I think he would move very quickly. So,
4: I think we could see the same with the – His teammate there, Angel Zerpa. Yeah. Same kind of issues. It really felt like Kansas just threw everyone that they couldn't get right this year into the AFL and just said, do something for us, please. We have nothing else.
2: And that's – so I guess my other one is going to – my other question for you guys, who do you guys see as being the fun guy to watch – in uh in the home run derby i mean we've mentioned a few of them but who who are the guys you're kind of looking forward to possibly seeing in that home run derby
3: i think if we're just talking strictly power i think melendez is the guy that i think he's gonna hit some absolute tanks like and there was a few last year too like it, it was a fun derby uh last year and I think Melendez is going to be one of those guys that's just going to hit some absolute tank jobs. Like, it's going to be fun to watch him take bank practice and before the Fall Stars game. And, and yeah, he, I think he's probably – off the top of my head, probably the guy that would be one of the favorites in that.
4: Yeah. I guess, the only you know, other name that comes to mind for me is T.T. Uh, Bones.
2: Yeah, and, you know, for me, it's got to be Ortiz. That's, that's – yeah, you know, I don't know is. Ortiz, Ortiz – Though, I, I don't know, I just, I think that could be so much fun this year just because I think there are some guys, completely different approach, but I can absolutely see Desenzo doing really well in a home run derby, hitting, you know, line drive shot after line drive shot to go out. He's not, just not going to hit the ones that are pretty on the, on the video, the same way that uh, Ivan Melinda as well. So, um, well guys, I don't have anything else for you guys. What else? Is there anything else you guys are looking forward to this year down in the AFL?
3: I mean, just, just getting that baseball itch, you know, kind of scratched Mm -hmm. a little bit. Obviously minor leagues wrapped up, you know, a few weeks ago. And obviously we got, you know, post-season baseball, but just fact that there's that long gap between being able to go to live games and even I'm wanting to be out there and see, see a handful of games. I think it's just like getting that, like I said, getting that itch scratched a little bit to get Mm -hmm. me, help me get me through until, you know, spring training and the and minor league start up again next uh, next season. So uh, – and, and just, just seeing everybody. You know, it's you – know, a lot of people that I, you know, I've met in this industry that uh, have become friends and just getting, being able to see them again, you know, you know, joke around, you know, obviously do all the baseball stuff. But even just, like, hanging out after you – know, after everything's done, you know, maybe we just sit around, you know, a fire and, and talk, you know, talk baseball, talk life. You know, there's always mm-hmm. usually a, po- a poker game that goes on every now and then. And you just – you know, hanging out. I think it's just with, with the people that you've, you know, interacted with a ton. You know, it's like, it's like our little baseball family here. You know, yeah, that we, we exactly. interact with every, every single day on, on Twitter or, or X, whatever it's called now. But yeah, just seeing everybody again, it, it's always fun.
2: Excellent.
4: And for me, I'm just happy to see baseball that's less embarrassing than that Brewers Diamondback series that just happened. Because <laughs> I've never seen two baseball teams want it less.
2: You know, I, I got to say, watching, you know, getting to watch that Diamondbacks team, there are so many fun players on it. I just, I really enjoy it. And same thing, I think Milwaukee's getting there, too. Um, I, it's going to be fun to watch to see how those two organizations do mo- moving forward. Man, you got to admit, the, the playoffs that we've got coming are going to be some really fun matchups. I mean, I, I actually – I'm kind of intrigued to see what Minnesota does against Houston because if you were to ask me coming into the playoffs, a healthy Brewers staff would have kind of been my easy number one staff in the playoffs. But the Twins' depth is kind of up there. I mean, the, you, when you can throw out Pablo and Sonny and you got my edit just sitting back there and Joe Ryan, and you, I mean, you got a lot of good arms that they can use in a playoff series – that's going to be a a fun series because I don't know that Houston's arms are up to the same par that they've been recently, but I suppose you know the ghost of of Justin Verlander could come back out and get us all this offseason or this postseason too. De- so. The de-
4: the death is real issue for Houston. Like we saw before, he was ruled out with an illness. The make or break game was going to be J P. France starting, and I love him. <laughs> like I, he's in my dynasty but that's not who you want for a make no. it or break a game
2: so and you know i being a braves guy that braves phillies series there's gonna be gonna so be many just just to so much fun it's so <laughs> yeah. violent. i i don't know about that but it, they, they definitely get after it and i will say it's fun to watch if if you ever take it, the time to watch Ronald Acuna and Bryce Harper interacting before the game, those two have such respect for each other. It's really funny to see them go back and forth. I am eager to have one of the two of them mic'd up while Harper is playing first and Acuna gets on first. Because I just I want to hear what the back and forth is. Because I think that would be just amazing. But
3: Dude, it, it's it's funny too. Harper obviously gets a little bit of a bad rap. He he's brash, he's outlandish. But at the same time, like have you ever watched him like, like you mentioned, he has such an Huge, uh, outstanding respect for the game and, and his fellow mm-hmm. players. You know, just, he loves the game. You, you could absolutely tell like, that passion is there and that respect is there. So yeah, but while he you know people don't like him because he yells a lot and does you know throws his bat, does this and that. You know, I think that that he's just such a passionate dude, and I, that sometimes this bubbles <laughs> over the surface. As, yeah, as it can for all of us, right? So, but yeah, just show, seeing like his the respect he has for the game and his his fellow players is really cool to watch.
2: I didn't help I they saw... went to the
4: one team no one likes either.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, one of my best videos ever of Bryce Harper is a Braves fan that was heckling him from behind, and he's in the dugout, and they're telling him he's not going to ever be as good as Acuna. Yeah, and he turns around and he's like, "It's Acuna, Acuna." Yeah. <laughs> it just <kind laughs> which just like great.
3: Yeah, I, I saw that one too. Yeah, which just shows <laughs> like you know, he he respects Ronald, and obviously, you know, some of these players in. Some of the general public doesn't know like the exact pronunciations, but with Acuna, you should know. Like Acuna is yeah. not exactly like you know a fourth outfielder or you know a guy that's pitching the sixth inning out of the bullpen. Like he's you know Ronald freaking Acuna. You should, you should probably yeah. know how to say his name. Yeah, yeah.
4: That, that series is gonna be fascinating. You have the young rotation of the Braves. You have the budding superstars. Bryson and having a breakout postseason yeah. so far.
3: It's, it's going to be a 12-round boxing match. It's going to be fun. If this series doesn't go the full length, I will be
2: absolutely shocked. Here's what I, I'm worried about. I, I think about. a lot of and, people will be upset. Yeah. So,
4: This is going to be to the very last pitch of the very last game. That's for sure. What I'm worried about is then we go on to L.A. and it's a four-game sweep and then what was the point?
2: Because that would just
4: know. deflate everyone at yeah.
2: point. The, I, the dodgers
3: have, after Kershaw though
2: like there's some a,
3: question marks obviously with with Urius out now you know who are they going to rely on after Kershaw and uh, heaven forbid he has a bad outing i don't know like i'm a little worried if I, i'd be a dodgers fan obviously the offense is phenomenal but where's the pitching they rely on some yeah. young guys to they, help I, them I,
4: I think they i think they finally gave the keys to Pepio and he's run with them
2: yeah, that, the, man, I'm there's something in, special uh, there. I, I love the talent of Bobby Miller and Ryan Pepio, but man, if I'm going into the playoffs, I would much rather have one of those two guys starting in my top right. three, not two. And yep. that's that's the scary part to me is they kind of need to make sure Kershaw goes six because what you just don't know for sure what you're getting out of those guys, and that's. That's kind of a crazy thing for the Dodgers to have that kind of an issue with their their depth, but it is where they're at this year. So I guess you could go throw Lance Lynn out there and see how many balls you can get knocked out of the park. Oh, but
3: yeah, well, they they probably don't want to do that.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, well, guys, having Lynn though is great for them if Kershaw gets cut short, because then they don't have to burn the pen
2: ahead of true, yeah.
3: Yeah, the young he, guys. He, yeah, he can he can eat those innings for sure.
2: So, Eric, is there anything you want to highlight that you've got going on? You're working on that's coming out. Yeah, anytime soon here. So,
3: yeah, it's it's funny when in the in the prospect dynasty world. It's almost like we're more busy during the off season than the, than yeah. the regular season. But yeah, I got I got a lot going on over on, on my Patreon. Obviously, you know rankings galore. FYPD rankings are, are kind of next on the docket here with everyone's. I already I already have my initial top hundred out, but I'll be putting the update out here within the next week or so. I'm doing team-by-team team prospect rankings, pos- uh, positional prospect rankings, and I'll be putting the uh, so top 40s for each team and then I'll be doing the top 10 of those uh, for, you know, live or free on uh, Roto Baller, so everyone can see those as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Toolshit Podcast is still going on. Uh, I'm doing, like, doing some stuff at Rotoballer. i uh, taking a little bit of a break over at uh, FTN until we do the draft kit, but uh, a lot of great, you know, go check out their stuff for football and whatnot. But, yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun stuff. I, I Actually, I love this time of year. P- people are kind of it's like the track, October, November. It is kind of the dead season. But still so much fun stuff. And you can really dig in because, like you know, numbers, data, hey, everything's set. Nothing's changing overnight. You can really start digging in. You have more time to dig into these players that you might not have had time to do during the season. So it's a fun time of year for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, and Eric, Eric you're, you're one of the hustlingest guys I know of at the industry. So, yeah, I've always, I love watching just kind of, you know, I, I know being a fellow person on Rotoballer, what, what you've got come out there because I see that coming down the line. But, man, I'll, I'll just watch your Twitter sometimes and go, God, he's always doing that too. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> when when do you have time to get that done? And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an impressive thing to watch. But, yeah, absolutely. Check out Eric's stuff. Chad, how about you? How about you? You got anything? Everyone should be looking out for.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm getting slammed this year after jumping into the football world. Uh, I'm putting out content for QB list. I'm putting out content on the Plaza podcast Patreon. Uh, I'm going to be digging into the international signing period soon for baseball, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get some content out for that soon enough, um, and then rest of the offseason, I'm just going to be reading Eric's Twitter.
2: <laughs> there, <laughs> you we do. there you go. There you go.
4: My home league has a uh, spreadsheet where we keep all the data, you know, who's won what, mm-hmm. who's got which prospect. And there's just a tab that just says Eric Cross's rankings.
3: <laughs>
2: there you go. Well, guys, thank you both for coming on. I think, folks, if they don't know the Arizona Fall League, they absolutely should after watching looking through all this, so... I thank you both very much for coming on, for chatting about this, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching some Arizona fall ball. So, so thank you both, and with that, we will sign off and look forward to talking to you again soon here on the Palazzo Prospects
3: Half Hour. Power Prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Juan DeFranco is your one true love. Trade all the above. Don't
1: need money Don't take pain. Don't need no credit card To ride on this train It's strong and it's sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life That's the power of prospects That's the power of prospects